Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, this is Emily. This is Alex. And this is Going Somewhere, the podcast where we share what it's like to live a location-independent, nomadic lifestyle. Yes, we are currently in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. That's right. We are in Southeast Asia. Asia for the first time for both of us. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, But in this episode, we are going to talk about our previous three weeks in Torremolinos, Spain. Yes, it wasn't quite a full month. It was about three weeks uh, because our visa was up, so we had to leave. (laughs) Yeah, so if you know anything about a Schengen visa for non-EU citizens, you have 90 days out of 180 days that you can be in a Schengen EU country um, and then you have to spend equal amount of time out before you can come back that's right so yeah we basically had to leave um, before our visa expired so we didn't get to stay an entire month so that's right. why yeah <laughs> that's why we moved on a little quicker than usual but after in this episode after we talk about our time in Termino, Spain We'll give you some insight into what's coming next because... A little look ahead. Yeah, a little look ahead because we won't be staying in Kuala Lumpur very long. So make sure to listen to the end to find out what's coming next, but... Yeah, and also if you haven't yet, please uh, subscribe to our podcast and go ahead and give this episode a like if you're on a system that lets you do that. And you can keep up to date with all of our uh, podcasts. You, you raise a very good point. Yes. I try to. <laughs> yes. Yes. If this is like your, you know, second, third. Or, or first. Even first or ninth even time listening and you haven't given us a subscribe yet. You still have a chance. You know what? There's still time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> subscriptions are still available available we have not sold out no. of any of these subscriptions because guess what they're free you Go can figure. just do it you can just do it yeah it doesn't cost you anything um act now <laughs> <laughs> why did this just turn into an infomercial yeah we've just for... turned into like home shopping <laughs> yeah anyway um 
But yeah, uh, we were in uh, Torlu Saint, but now yeah, we're in Kuala Lumpur, which I still find kind of fun to say. Yes, um, but that's not what we're talking about. You're right. We're not yet. We're going back. Going back in time to Torremolinos, Spain. And 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 yet we probably still are saying that a little bit incorrectly because we don't have the correct um, Spanish accent because when we were there, right. we actually heard local people um, because it does have two L's, Torremolinos, and even that's probably not correct. <laughs> Um, there, we'll learn. There was a, yeah, we will learn. There was a certain um, um, accent and affectation on the word Tremolinos that um, we didn't quite get to that that I definitely heard some locals pronouncing. So, but yes. But they were, you know, gracious enough not to just correct us, which I would have accepted the correction, but, you know, mm-hmm. they let us just go with it. Yeah, that was one thing. We're going to we're going to talk about a lot of things that we liked about our time in Spain, but that was one thing that really stood out to me was everybody being so accommodating to our yes. difficulties with um you know, we're not fluent in Spanish. We know a bit of Spanish. Close. Um and something that I noticed there over any other place that we've been and not to say that this is the way it should be or people should do this but it was you know everybody made such an attempt to speak english to us and spoke english very well but they kept apologizing and say i'm sorry for my english it's so bad and i'm like no No. i'm sorry for my spanish it is very very much worse than your english where i can perfectly understand and have a conversation with you and and we're stuck at like square one if it goes the other way we're just like grasping at these one or two like words from each sentence that we know um and it was so welcoming and so accommodating and it just it felt really nice um overall like the whole experience was warm the people were warm the climate was warm. It was a warm experience. <laughs> it was warm. But not like hot. It was warm. Oh, it was lovely. It yeah. was very temperate, they may say. Um, yeah, so, Alex, if you want to quickly cover, like, why we chose Tormelinos in the first place. I'd be happy to. Uh, that particular trip, uh, we were, the whole trip I, I was taking credit for, celebrating my birthday. <laughs> I was making, you know, the whole not month, three weeks, month, whatever, as a big birthday celebration. There's this thing that Alex and his family do where it's like a birthday month. Yes. I'm like, uh, excuse did... me, a whole month? Yeah, so you I've been getting try used it. to this. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he pulls the birthday card all month, so he gets to choose. And I actually... I didn't specifically choose Tormelinos initially. What I chose was Malaga, Spain, which is a short, like, 30-minute train ride or car ride uh, north of it. It is on in Andalusia, Spain, uh, which is southern Spain, if you don't know, and it ha- is on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. I chose Tormelinos because it was close to where I wanted to initially go, but it gave us the opportunity with Airbnb to have a beach apartment we were one block from the sand it was less than five minutes to walk to the sand and it was amazing 
Yeah, it was like less than five minutes from like toe in ocean. Yeah, yeah, which is great. It was a personal dream for I've me. I've never stayed that close to actually the real beach beach. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, beach town is one thing, but being like at like that close, like to the sand, to the water, to laying down in nice lounger. It was a great experience. So overall, I, I, I thought I chose pretty well. I agree. Yes. I, I got lucky because I love the beach. I love the ocean. I love the water. I, I, I love everything we about it. Do. Yeah, we're both just always drawn in places with water, with a coast. We thrive. It makes us happy. So, yeah, I wasn't about to complain about, you know, having a, a coastal time for your birthday. I feel... You know, Part of a good birthday, in my opinion, is that everyone's having a good time. That's true. Yeah. It really helps me have a good time. Mm-hmm. I know whoever I'm with is also having a good time. And it's even better that it's my wife. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we both um, feel, I think, most ourselves, most at ease when when we're somewhere coastal. So, it was a good choice. Thank you. And, um... It was... Very convenient, the Airbnb uh, that we were there. Like, besides being like a block from the sand, there were little mini marts around where you could, you know, get food, mm-hmm. uh, get, you know, a drink or juice or water or ice or whatever you're looking for. Ice cream. If you can eat ice cream, we can't mostly. Um, there were lots of restaurants around, I thought was pretty great. Mm-hmm. And the Airbnb itself was this great apartment, it was pretty modern. Um, had a full kitchen, um, and we had a little patio in the back that we could lounge at, you know, and be outside, but not outside, outside, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was very well equipped, had a comfortable bed, comfortable furniture, and it was one of those places where it was like, okay, it's a small place, it was a one-bedroom apartment, one bath with, you know, living kitchen, dining, like all in a yeah. studio kind of setting there. But it was one of those places where it was like well thought out, where the furniture made sense. It wasn't too much shit in one place. It was That's a very good not point. cluttered. It yeah. had like the the layout of it was you had like livable. all the necessary furniture, right? But the layout, like yeah, you still had space. Like there was a dining table and you know a coffee table, chairs, couch, TV, yeah, the, the whole nine yards. But in a small place, but yet we could move around. We didn't feel like I had to like move a chair so I could walk across to the room yeah there's been places where like you we've really felt like crammed into like because they felt like they had to fit all this like certain furniture in there and you know anyway i digress but it was it was very nice the everything about it was was pretty nice and comfortable comfy comfy yeah that's another word for it or not a word um oh and i also because uh i liked it they had these shutters that went made completely blacked out the light so you could turn it into like a cave basically and you Mm -hmm. know if you wanted to take a sleep during the day or because the days were so long there you could uh you know enjoy your morning without being woken up by the sun or you know if you wanted to go to bed early vice versa Mm -hmm. and those shutters we we started seeing those a lot of places in europe as well like they had them in both the places we stayed in croatia also um and, Very secure and light blocking. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's something that's probably getting pretty common in in Europe. Um, but yeah, we liked them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and then uh, Torremolinos itself is like a little beach town. So we knew it was going to be like touristy. It's a beach town. It had a... Well, yeah, because like the beach is a draw like all over the world. People like going to the beach. Yeah, so it had a tourism focus, but with like, you know, a lot of local charm obviously because the people who live there the local people are the the people who own these beach clubs own these restaurants and shops and things like that yeah you had your touristy shops with little knickknacks and tchotchkes and some overpriced stuff but there was also like a variety of of conveniences that were not overpriced food was not overpriced which surprisingly for like the restaurants and stuff being right on the beach. Like I, right on the beach. I did not feel like we were overpriced on food or even drinks there. Like, I think in the U.S. Reasonable. In the U.S. we're used to being overpriced on food and drinks, right? Like, if you were going to sit at a beach club in the U.S., you better be prepared to pay, like, probably, like, $200 even to get a spot. And then, like... Mm-hmm. Probably, probably a time spot too. Probably like twelve to eighteen dollars per drink, and um, you Mostly know, ice. <laughs> meal snack or whatever is probably the same. You know, um, but here, here, not here, no, there yeah. in Tormelinos, um, the beach loungers. The, the beach clubs, they were kind of regulated. So I don't know if you've ever been to like Venice. It kept reminding me of like the gondoliers in Venice. Venice, the, Italy, to be clear. Not yeah. Venice Beach. The, uh, oh, right. Yeah, Venice, Italy. The gondoliers have like um, a standard rate that is like set by the city. Um, I don't know exactly who sets it. Anyway, it's a set rate for the gondoliers so that you can't like you know, um, start either ripping people off, overcharging people, or undercutting your fellow um, gondoliers to try to, you know, get more business and stuff. So that's how it is with these beach clubs in Tormelino. So for a single lounger on the off season, it's a regulated price of six euros, and that's all day. I think it went up to seven as, like, it it became officially summer. Yeah, because we were there, we're kind of, like, the the week that we saw it change from like shoulder season to like okay it is like summer it's it's busy season now and so yeah it, it went up to seven dollars so our last time we used one we actually paid seven dollars for it euros um oh i'm sorry yeah euros Ugh, still doing it and um, uh, if you guys don't know about the beach clubs uh it's basic they're like day beach clubs they're not set up by a specific resort but they're all like independent or they're affiliated with one of those restaurants are literally right on the sand Mm -hmm. and they're just all these uh like loungers with umbrellas some of them have small tables and you get like drink service some of them have wi-fi some of them even offered like a massage table you could go and like you know you'd pay for each extra these individual Mm -hmm. things but everything was a reasonable rate Mm -hmm. and you could show up like they, I think they're up like seven in the morning until seven in the evening. And if you wanted to, you could be there all day. And those are your chairs. You could leave your stuff there. You could walk away. You could come back again. It's your stuff that's there. And like people are watching and making sure things are okay. Yeah. And most of them have drink service and some of them have food you can order and things like that. Like for instance, for Alex's birthday, we actually went a little fancier on oh, we did. 
his actual birth date, and we upgraded to a full-on, like, beach bed. It was, like, a king-size bed <laughs> instead of the two, like, lounge chairs. This was, like, the VIP area of one of the beach clubs. Yeah, so that one was 60 euro, but it actually came with our first two drinks, um, which was, like, a liter yeah, of drinks I think for, was the included. Choice. It was either two, like, regular-sized drinks or, or one or liter one, of like, single cocktail. liter cocktail, yeah. which... If you know us, we call that a business cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It means the, business. It, it, <laughs> means, it means business. It's a business cocktail, um, which we discovered in Split Croatia. Like, apparently a lot of places in Europe have these one liter cocktails that I'm sure are meant for sharing. and um, Not necessarily. <laughs> Alex ordered one just for himself when we were in Croatia, and it was hilarious. And... Um, we were supposed to be having a business meeting, and so it got the nickname Business Cocktail. So I got yeah. things done um, that day. <laughs> He actually did, and it was wild. Um, so, yeah, it was 60 euro. It included the basically two drinks. Um, we had a few more drinks and snacks, and we brought some playing cards. We played um, cards on the beach. We took naps on the beach. So relaxing. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Um, we didn't get sunburned because you have like the plop umbrellas, and yeah, it was it was a fun experience. It felt a little like VIP, a little special, and um, I felt pretty special that day. Yeah, and then there were a few other days that we just did the Standard. single lounger, yeah. and it was, it was all really nice. The beach there is like clean. The sand is sand it's not rocks or right. pebbly or you know dirt it's like you know and they had like small to mid-sized waves like at one point it was kind of a windier day and i actually had big they saw it had big enough waves i saw people surfing mm-hmm. um it wasn't like you know big giant like island surfing i'd call like hawaii or like yeah. southern california surfing but they were doing it it seemed to really depend on like the weather and the wind yeah like the waves changed a lot so yeah it was interesting we actually got in the water a few times it was still a bit cold for swimming because it was still may um i feel like you adjusted pretty well like once you got into it like you could hang out there for a while i feel like you were more tolerant of it than i was so it might just depend on you know how tolerant you are of being submerged in cold water um i thought it could have been more pleasant but it was fun nonetheless. Um, yeah. And if you don't know, the Mediterranean is a bit saltier than some of the other seas. So I, a person who <laughs> cannot float in water. I've, like, <laughs> I'm now 38 years old. It was my birthday. I just turned 38. And up until that trip, I've never floated mm-hmm. in the water. Like I Without like, me holding him yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> or anyone. Like, I'd be like, I get my head up, and I get feet up, and then I turn into this V where my butt just starts just sinking into the water. <laughs> it's, it's sad. I can't do it. I and don't I'm know. really good at floating. I understand the principle. Can't do it. But there, I was able to float. Loved it. It was really cute to see just, like, the pure unbridled joy on your face when you were like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm floating. I'm Oh, yeah. You're not just struggling to not sink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, like, also as far as the area, like, we had access to a really good grocery store that had everything that we needed. Big grocery store. Like, Mm -hmm. one of them was, like, 
if you know had to get the reference it was like walmart size like they even had shirts they had an mm-hmm. electronics department they had everything going on there yeah if you're familiar with the french um grocery chain carrefour um it was yeah. a big carrefour but it was like a super carrefour like a like a super target or a super walmart like it had it was mega it had everything yeah. um and not not to you know, not to put anyone down, but definitely a higher quality than my typical Walmart or Target experience that I've been to. Definitely food wise, yes. They had like the the like the fresh like uh, cut meat counter for their like meat department. They had a whole fish counter like because it's the coast. They had fresh fish every day, and we took advantage of that because they also had a sushi counter, and mwah. It was for delicious. grocery store sushi, <laughs> we had it twice. Like. Mm-hmm. It was like top two for me for grocery store, if not just sushi, sushi at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it and it was pretty reasonable too because we got like as much as we would normally get at a sushi restaurant. It was like a mound of sushi for like forty euros. And at a restaurant, I would say like if we got that amount of sushi in a restaurant, like in the U.S. or something we were used to, it would probably be around like $150 or something like I mean easily it, <laughs> easily it it was like so good and so reasonably priced um and it go, this takes you back to that, that experience reminds me like bringing back how warm the people were like we weren't going to try it the guy at the sushi counter <laughs> he like flagged us down and was like do you want to try it we have like free samples today and we're like I don't know, I guess so, but we have food allergies and we explained what our allergies were. And he was like, oh yeah, you can have this one and this mm-hmm. one. Cause he listed, he knew exactly what everything was in there. He understood our allergies off the top of his head. We tried it, it was delicious. And he's like, oh wait, so you want that one? Okay, the one right here isn't, it has like mayonnaise and we can have that. So he made a fresh one without it for us on the spot. And Thank you to that gentleman yeah. and the Carrefour for that great sushi experience. A special made, yeah. So yeah, it was it was a really nice experience. They had all a lot of allergy friendly options that we typically look for. Everywhere had milk alternatives. Almost everywhere had like gluten free bread um, choices, um, and and other gluten free choices and things like that. So yeah, it was it was nice. The only thing about that was. Well, just because personally we choose to walk places instead of pay for, like, cars or mm-hmm. taxis, we had to walk up a hill, and it was, it was that like, was pretty gross. It was a steep hill. It was like, <laughs> like for my reference, uh, it was like a San Francisco type of hill. It was. It was like every time we went up there, it was just like, oh my god, it's like San Francisco. Yeah, but it, it was hot. <laughs> it wasn't far. It was just uh, an incline. And it was hot usually most days and the sun was mm-hmm. beating down. So, like, yeah, uh, it was, like, the first week we were there it was actually unseasonably warm and hot. And then it kind of got more temperate where it was, you know, it got a little bit better. But, oh, I tell you what, I was, like, I have a hard time wanting to go to the grocery store anyway. And then you tell me I got to walk 15 minutes up a hill. I'm, like, oh, this better be good. It was good, though. <laughs> it was. But, yeah, but, you know, just hard to get there. So yeah, the town itself, like like we said, is a like kind of a touristy place, um, and and then we began to notice along the way there was like it's kind of like an older European crowd. Yeah, it was like, you know, like see, it was like the the people in their golden years, you would say, uh, mm-hmm. enjoying like time off if it's not retirement. Yeah, like maybe retired kind of or yeah. close to. 
um, semi-retired type people age and, you know, not that there weren't young people. We weren't the only um, two younger people or yeah. semi-younger. <laughs> yeah, we weren't the only people like in our age group, but it just seems like kind of that's probably... There were a lot of families there too. Like at there a, were at a certain yeah. end of the beach, like where they had calmer waves. There was mm-hmm. lots of people with their children there. Um, they even had um, some places like checked out these like like those pe- like uh, pedal boats that you mm-hmm. could go out that float that pedal had like boats. a like a slide you could go down and like people were checking those out and doing their own like Mediterranean Sea water slide thing going on. Looks fun. Yeah, and oh, I mean, I guess like. Another few things to mention just specifically about Charlinos is it is a very like openly LGBTQA plus friendly community. There's an entire section of the beach that is full of LGBTQA plus resorts, like specifically focused. Yeah. yeah, And um, just very tolerant, very friendly. We went to the um, visitors center just to take a look around, like the maps and the brochures and things. And um, like front and center, square on the counter, were these brochures about um, LGBTQA rights in Andalusia. And you know, it it That's was just great. it was very clear that this was a place of like welcoming and acceptance and Absolutely. resources. And that they wanted you to know your rights. You wanted you to have these resources and make sure that you knew they were available to you and that you were welcome. And um, yeah, overall, like goes along with like the warm people there. Like you just you felt yeah. welcome. People were welcome. Every kind of person was welcome. It's great. And that brochure that I'm talking about was Andalusia in general. So like the whole region um, basically is like maybe what we would consider a state in the U.S. Andalusia is like that state or region of Spain. Um, but also the beaches in Tramolinos were not necessarily nude beaches by any label. I heard there was one, but we didn't go there. There were, I mean, it was clearly clothing optional. And then that's something kind of about the Mediterranean where I think that's just the way it is and nobody questions it. And, and it wasn't crude no. by the in any way for the people doing it or the people around the people who chose to participate in that like yeah. it was just very much that's the way you felt like being at the beach i actually loved it even though i i never took my top off but i loved being in an environment where that was so obviously okay to do it was so obvious that you know, you weren't being judged. Nobody was looking twice. Nobody was staring. Nobody was leering or acting as if, oh my God, there's a boob. Like, yeah, it, no it, creeps with binoculars or cameras. Yeah, it there, it was not that vibe at all. It was just like, come and be, just come and be, be relaxed. Whoever you be, are, whoever you are. It was people of all ages, all body sizes, all body types, all you know races, all you know. It, it was just as it to free. see it, as a woman to see that it was so empowering um to me even though i wasn't actively doing it i wasn't actively topless um it was just very empowering and it made me feel more accepted it made me feel safer um you know it it just it just made for a really 
nice environment where it's like well shit if a woman can just be topless on the beach and a man is not leering or you know acting a certain way it it just seemed like overall like in general because of that like a really like comfortable environment for a woman to be in to be able to you know witness that of just like oh um clearly like a husband sitting next to a wife that is topless and the husband's not jealous they're not saying cover up they're not they're not trying to fight with everybody who walks by because you looked at my wife's boob or like (laughs) you know it was just like such the opposite from any other situation I've ever been around regarding women's nudity and it was so like it was so comfortable to me. It was refreshing and comfortable. Yeah. And like I said, even though I didn't get topless, like, I mean, I, I, one day I will, you know? Like, it was just like, anyway, it was just another example of, like, kind of feeling at ease in a place. Yeah, like, and it was just at the beach. It's not like they're walking around no, on the boardwalk no. or the sidewalk or anything like that. It was like just that. being in the sand yeah. and, like, you know what? Tanning. I, like... I only wear bottoms when I'm at the beach, and that was an option for everyone mm-hmm. else, too. And we saw a few men that just weren't wearing anything, and I was just like, whatever, I don't care. Like, at this point, I don't... Like, and it's, not in a it's, weird, creepy way. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, literally, whatever. It seemed like maybe tanning was something that was the objective behind it, not necessarily, like, wanting to be topless. I think it was more of, like, a tanning mm-hmm. thing that, you know, we don't do, personally but yeah it was just huh huh at least that's our opinion about it yeah and apparently there's two yeah and uh something else uh i got to experience uh being in spain is that as a country i found out um cannabis is legal in a certain setting uh within the country and in certain in the certain settings that they have is either in private quarters or in private cannabis clubs that you have to become a member of and then you do it within the enclosure you don't you can't walk around with it or things like that and i happened to stumble upon one of these cannabis clubs and i actually did partake i went in but not in the club you just purchased uh, i just purchased in the club and then um i took it privately to Mm -hmm. um our patio where, you know, I wasn't inside our area, I wasn't smoking inside, mm-hmm. but, you know, separate, but still outside. It's kind of like in the U.S., if you live in one of the legal states, like in California, which is where we're from, you know, you can smoke at your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we should clarify, because we did get a few, like, conflicting reports on the cannabis clubs themselves, because yes, we did go into a cannabis shop that was in... But- in Malaga, Malaga and it was a CBD only shop because it does just like in the states it does depend on the zoning and the region and the city and and, and in a lot of these things so I think so ch- if you're going to try this please verify any rules learn on your own. learn yeah. the loss because this person in the um, CBD store in Malaga said be careful about the cannabis clubs because in some places technically they're not legal and in some places law enforcement cares and in some places they don't but they actually i think are within the law to 
come and shut that club down and if you're actually in the club partaking not just purchasing purchasing is different speakeasy rules i think but partaking you could actually get fined um and then if you're not an eu citizen you could actually lose your visa and things like that so there could be consequences so that's why like you know alex never like partake in the club but Um, you can buy it's a store you can buy it there and that's not illegal and you can take it back and yeah it's not illegal to purchase for your own personal consumption and do it privately Mm -hmm. and i i did it was my birthday i felt like living it up and you know that was an experience i got to have there Mm -hmm. the club itself um before I knew it was questionably gray area legal, <laughs> uh, I thought the club itself was actually kind of cool. They had like a lounge area you could sit in. They had like some video games. I think I had like a, a slot machine for people. I didn't know. If, I'm not sure about the gambling there, but they had that there like darts and refreshments. Like you could hang out there and meet people and do your thing if you're willing to, you know, run that risk, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on that. To me, I'm I'm not a I'm not a cannabis smoker. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm I'm one of those like odd birds that it does exactly what you like think the opposite of what it, like it makes me woof. Like it makes me very super anxious. It makes me super like I get every single negative effect is like eight hundred times with me. So I. It's it's a it's a uh, personal <laughs> chemistry issue. Like, it is. I don't it know mix, what mix it with is. Your body. It doesn't. That's I hate fine. I hate being high. I get so upset. Um, and, and I find you know, it very relaxing. So as, <laughs> it's so the opposite's funny. Um, so as not a smoker, I don't know. From my perspective, the cannabis club was kind of like a okay this is like a little kind of cd dive bar type place but it wasn't like i like some cd dive bars. <laughs> um, i mean we didn't hang out there and no. i just went in because alex was taking too long um i had choosing what make. he wanted and i was like can we go now <laughs> um but no it was fine it, um, it was fine and um mm. i do uh partake of cannabis when i'm in a place that is legal to do so yeah, and when it's not, he I doesn't. Don't. Yeah, it's not worth the risk of like even, like trying to find like oh god, there's just so many. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I don't run the risk when I could get myself you know deported. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it yeah, it was like the first time since Canada, Canada since Canada that you had had been able to smoke. So that's like, what was it? January, February, December? March, April. So. almost six six months months. yeah yeah so i mean he can yeah definitely do without but like i am now yeah definitely not legal (laughs) definitely not legal in kuala lumpur along with many other things (laughs) um yeah so um yeah so that's kind of tormelinos and then tormelinos um actually it's from tormelinos i should say it's actually pretty easy to visit Malaga by train. Yeah, it's, you know, I guess you'd call it a suburb of Malaga. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did, we got a train pass. Um, we got like 10 trips for like 15 euros. Um, and it was about 30 minutes from our stop to the central location in Malaga. 
It was the equivalent of like if you've been to the one in France. That's my comparison. Um, I'm sure it's very similar to the one, the Loop in London, or any other kind of oh, subway or train right. system. Oh, right, like the um, yeah. It was very modern. It was the first train I'd ever seen that had a toilet on it. That was like that. Oh, kind that's of train. right. Yeah. So yeah. that was. A I forgot new about for the toilet. Me. We didn't use it. No, thank you. But um, um, but it was there. It was there. I mean, I guess if I would have if I. If you really need it, it's there. To. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. It, we, we actually, yeah, like you said, we got the 10 rides, but we didn't even actually end up using all of our ticket. No. Um, I don't even do, we got close to 10 probably, but. I think so, because it's like, you know, it's a ride, it's not a round trip. So. Right, it was each ride counted. But yeah, we went to Malaga several times, and at least five times. <laughs> I don't That's know, because like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> from Tormelinos. And yeah, there's lots to do in Malaga. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a pretty big city. More of it. It's a city. port city, mm-hmm. um, so they have a lot of like it's a cruise destination. There's a lot of yeah. cruise tourism there. Yeah. Um, and it's actually one of the older cities in Spain, if not in general, because I actually looked into this that it was like founded by the Phoenicians, however many hundreds of years. I think it was like. 700 bc or something if i'm mm-hmm. pulling out of the top of my head uh when it was originally recorded to be founded went through a couple different you know regime changes the romans the the moors mm-hmm. yeah and uh eventually the spaniards <laughs> right yeah so there was like um the um arabic um, right. muslim presence um until you know Spain came in and did did their great things they like to do, um, and you know now Spanish it's fine. Um, it's just history, um, and uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot of it, history there. There's a lot of uh, architectural influences of all the different cultures that were from before. Mm-hmm. There's still lots of like um, Moorish and Arabic and Muslim ruins there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and it the the first one we actually went to, which is in central uh, Malaga, is the Castillo de Gibraltaro, and it's an old um, fort that um, has Arabic, Moorish, and and then like later on Spanish his history from it. Um, but so in order to get there you have to like climb up this huge like path up the hillside yeah we we kind of accidentally went on a mountain hike we didn't mean to yeah it was like like, oh i think it's right there and i think it's just it looks like a short hike and then it just kept going we didn't know what we were getting into we just saw this thing Mm -hmm. at the top of the hill we wanted to get there we got there and we were drenched in sweat by the time and this, it wasn't very humid <clears throat> it was just hot this yeah. was one of those unseasonably hot days um when we first got there um and then but we were rewarded once we got to the top because we learned that that particular day was international museum day yeah we had no idea <clears throat> no idea um but 
all the museums in Malaga were offering free entry. Including that Because orc. of that holiday. So, yeah. So, that place we got into for free, um, which itself is relatively inexpensive. I think it's like 3 euros 50 if you wanted to well, go. But it felt like a um, nice reward. We, like, it earned was, it for the hike. It was a nice reward. So <laughs> we, we put in our dues. <laughs> <laughs> we wandered around there for free. And then we were like, okay, so, like, now we know the museums are free today. Where do we want to go next? So we knew that the Pompidou had a museum in Malaga. Yeah, it's a cool looking building. It almost looks like a complicated Rubik's Cube uh, decorated, very colorful mm-hmm. and like cube designed for the light. And then the museum itself is below that. Um, very cool modern um, art mm-hmm. and um, air conditioned. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it was really nice after, <laughs> <laughs> after that. Just like, oh, pouring. So I was wearing this like cute dress and like. But we, we were energized oh, after the, like, like, you know what? If it's free today, maybe we can, maybe we have go. the stamina for a few more. We can do this. We're like, what time is it? How much can we fit in? So we did the Pompidou and that was, I don't think the entire museum wasn't open, but you know, the permanent collection right. was, was free. The special exhibition, were, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> special exhibitions were <laughs> not included in the the free entry, which was fine. Um, but then we were started thinking like, okay, we knew like Picasso is a thing in Malaga because that's where he's from. Yeah, he was born in that in Malaga, that city. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not a huge Picasso fan. Um, I'm just aware of Picasso in general. <laughs> I can't, I don't, like, he's good. Thumbs up. Picasso. Um, I'm making a face right now, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I'm an art historian. I have a master's degree in art history. I am so, I'm not an art snob. I'm open. If you like it, you like it. I think that's fucking great. I am not here to yuck your yum. I... I think that if you enjoy any art, whatever it does to you, that's perfect. And like, don't listen to me, don't listen to other people's opinions. If you like something, that's fucking perfect. Keep liking it, don't worry. Just personally, I'm not a huge Picasso fan, and so it wasn't something that like super jazzed me up about Malaga. But when we found out it was free, we were like, like, let's go. It's personally not something we would have paid for because I believe the admission was like 16, 50. I think that's right. I don't recall that per person. It was free for us. That's what I Um, remember. Yeah. And so, you know, when I'm weighing like, okay, I would not pay almost 20 bucks or whatever to go see the Picasso Museum because I'm not a huge fan. But for free, yeah, I will go for free. So it was like this neat little tidy, like gift wrapped, like Mm -hmm. museum day, which was pretty cool. Um, I did really enjoy the temporary exhibit they had of a different artist. And I thought it was, that made it even more worth it for me. Yeah, we enjoyed that a lot more. Um, As far as like, if you are a big Picasso fan and this is a draw to you, it's not it's definitely not like the greatest um picasso collection or the greatest hits there's there's one like i feel like the greatest hit there is there's a version of demoiselle um and that's like your big greatest hit there and other than that you know 
I don't know. I think oh, it's hard for me to talk about because I feel like I'm being I'm being too opinion. I'm I'm letting my opinion get in the way too much about it. I I know I have to be more objective. I am not sure, regardless of my opinion on Picasso or not. I'm not sure that it is worth the admission price, but um, that will also be up to you. Yeah, if you're a Picasso fan, I bet it would be then. Yeah, I mean, like to put it into perspective, something I'm a huge fan of, Salvador Dali. I would pay anything to see, <laughs> like, where, you know, like, I haven't been to Figueres, I haven't been, which we will go, but I will pay whatever it takes to get into his museum, uh, house museum there, so I get it, um, but just personally, it was fun that it was free for us, um, yeah. I, I like free. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like that was her. about all we had time for that day, because yeah, it was... everything was, by the time we found this out, you know, all the museums were closing, so we were like... Um, hit the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, going over just a Malagan, you know, in general, I really appreciated when I looked it up for our dietary restrictions, there was lots of food options. Like I, I found many vegan option places that either were just full on vegan restaurants or vegan options were available, gluten free mm-hmm. options were available, lots of seafood places, uh, which we love. Um, we actually, uh, while we were looking for food one day, uh, we got summoned in by a very uh, <laughs> hard-selling, enthusiastic uh, host uh, <laughs> of a place called uh, Los Gatos. And normally I'm not one for like the hard sale. Usually I'm like, if you try to push me into your restaurant or your store, I'm going to fight to go, no, I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. even if I kind of do. But I don't know. I was in the mood that day, and I was just like, all right, fine. I will sit down. <laughs> No, all right, I'm looking at the menu, and he's like, you know what? I got blah, blah, blah. It's not even on the menu. You're going to love it. I should bring it out. I'm just like, you know what? Fine. Let's go with it. it, it and yeah, and, but at the same time, we're just like, who are you to tell, to us, tell us what? Like, we're so, like, indignant at the same time, but we're so hungry. And we were kind of tired like, and hot. We're, and we're just yeah, like, tired, hot, we were hungry. Worn down. <laughs> we were deciding between these two restaurants that were across from each other anyway. Both very it was, cute. One of them was this restaurant. They both had a very cute vibe. Yeah. And, you know, we were just like, okay, well, we want to sit down at one of these places, even if it's just for a snack and a drink type thing. Um, and it was so funny because we were so indignant, but also so just like, let it happen at the same time, which we never are. We're usually just very indignant about like, don't you tell me what I want to eat. <laughs> and like, I choose for myself. <laughs> but it was one of those instances where I was so happy. We actually just kind of went with the flow and we let just, it we happen. Let, we, we turned out like down our, our, you know, our personal, uh, guards. our guards. Yeah. That's the word. Thank yeah. you. And we just, you know, we went with it. He brought out this amazing platter of food. It had like this pineapple decoration on it. We had steak. We had shrimp. Tuna steak. Tuna steak too. As well. Both beef steak and tuna steak. And oh, it was else. like a pot roast type of. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Meat. What do you call it? Um, like po- pork? No. Maybe. What no. do you call like a. Blah, blah, blah. Stew. Carnitas? Kind of like carnitas, yeah. but it wasn't Mexican. Ish. It was, it was it had more, more, like it was more saucy too. Flavor. Yeah, it was like it was like if you cross like carnitas with pot roast kind of thing. That yeah, that's a good description. And um, Pota- some potatoes, French fries, um, yeah. some grilled uh, vegetables. We had cocktails. It was great. It was more food yeah. than we could eat. He, then he like he brought us out these like 
I'm not saying he does this for everyone, but he was decided because whatever reason he decided, he brought us up these complimentary gin and tonics. He gave us these little heart-shaped suckers. And, and like, he, then he dropped it into the, the gin and tonic. Right. So you had like a little heart. Um, little, like cherry flavoring. Little cherry heart in your <laughs> gin and tonic. It was so cute. Um, and also stupid, but very cute. Um, it was just like the attitude and the demeanor and the, you know, it it went very far for like what could have been cheesy to what it actually made it cute. Food was actually good. The food was delicious. Was so yeah. And um, like, and I'm like halfway through looking at this giant platter of food and how many drinks we've like now had. I'm just like, I don't remember him telling me how much this yeah, cost. Yeah, we're like, what is this bill going to be? Like 200 euros? Well, I, I expected that. If it was, yeah. I'm used to the States. That's what that would have been easily. And I think it was like... It was 67. You remember. Yeah, yeah I don't It know was why, very but... reasonable. And yeah. we got complimentary drinks. Yeah, and a complimentary little dessert thing that... What was It that? was like a little... I mean, it was a little thing that we couldn't eat. It was like a little bonbon, like mousse type yeah, thing. Yeah, but um, very considerate. Yeah. Very nice. Like he was good service. But so like after he pushed us into getting this, he let us kind of eat it and like checked in on us here yeah. and there, but not in like a interruptive kind of way. So it was a it was nice a good experience. experience. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was. was like one that I would repeat and probably feel pretty confident that I would get a similar experience at a similar type mm-hmm. of this establishment that they seem to be, you know, all over Malaga, these kind of like dinner slash tapas places. Yes, tapas the other, everywhere. The other um, server that was there too, there were kind of two of them um, cracked us up because... Oh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I said something about oh my god about something, and like, he was like, because like, like, I think when we brought up the drinks and you're just like oh my god like and the dessert you're just like you're just you're bringing this to us <laughs> we didn't order any of this like thank you basically, and what did he say he was like why does everyone say oh my god and we're like I don't know because we're like surprised and grateful and he was like no you get something like that you say puto de madre. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was like, I think that we need to every substitute every time you want to say, oh my god, you say punta de madre instead, and we're like, okay. Say, I think I'm saying that wrong. I think that basically, if you can kind of roughly translate, you get the yeah. You know, I'm saying it, I'm, no, I'm saying it wrong. And I, I probably am too, because um, I said yeah. exactly <laughs> what you said. Sorry. But anyway, it was like a cute little like funny experience and Cracked like us up. yeah, they may like it was like it's obvious we're tourists. It's, you know, and I think, like, Go figure. you get those situations where people kind of, like, maybe take advantage of you a little bit. Either they take advantage of you because you're a tourist, they assume you have money, or they assume you're just, like, stupid about spending money. Or maybe they um, don't like you as much because you're a tra- Like, there's, a you know, a lot of different ways that... You know, you can tell sometimes mm-hmm. people feel about tourists, but here in, I keep saying here, it wasn't here. No, there. Um, here in my heart in in Andalusia, Spain, <laughs> it was, it was, um, it was just, we never got that, like, that vibe ever of like, Not oh, you're annoying, or oh, what are you doing here, or oh, you ruined my day, or oh, you're an idiot, or... Just, any just of that warmth. stuff. It just was a just lot like warm. Yeah. Um, Great vibe, just overall. Yeah. Beautiful and, architecture. You can just, we love walking around. I don't and, know how many oh, times I've probably said that. Yeah. And, and because, on top of that, like going with that, that there's so many just walking streets. Like 
streets that are shut down, well, mostly shut down. I did see some vehicles, cause like, you know, there's stores and restaurants, things, so they have to get like their supplies in and out, and sometimes there's a cab. But basically, you could walk down the middle of the street, not every street, you could tell the difference. They were like, they're sectioned off, and they're just walking streets with stores and restaurants and ice cream shops and Cuteness. everything. The most beautiful cathedral I've ever seen. I, I just... She might be a bit biased, but it, yes. It was gorgeous. It's very pretty. Um, it is. I don't... I. It's really weird. I am not religious at all, but I freaking love the religious architecture because... Well, I mean, for a long time, that's like what there was, right? Like, people spent all of this time and money and resources and talent and art on religious architecture because it meant so much more than secular architecture and they've spent um, hundreds of years building these things i mean yeah and then the the malaga cathedral in particular was literally hundreds of years in the making and still was never completed so um it has a really interesting story. It's just gorgeous. The detail in there, like, it it was fantastic to me. And um, we got to go inside mm-hmm. and just this huge open area, like, a, I don't know, like, if you're going to come it to, like, I don't know, it was like five stories up of just until the ceiling, I feel like, mm-hmm. and you're in the floor. So you have all this, like, open air above you with beautiful columns and ornate like structures around the walls and paintings and all this stuff going on it was very pretty yeah it was opulent it was impressive the uh, carving oh the carvings in the in the in the choir oh my god yeah so anyway organ yeah (laughs) not that kind like you know the like the piano kind of Pipe organ. Yeah, I'm and sorry. And I don't mean pipe organ. I'm five, I'm five years old right now. I'm like, <laughs> what age? I'm probably five years old. That's not funny because you you don't know what that means. I'm 12 years old right now. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Maybe five-year-olds make those jokes now. I don't know many. Uh, yeah, I don't any. know. <laughs> sorry. Um, I just, uh, yeah. She's very mature. That's what she's trying to say. Um, that got me. Sorry. Sure. Um, anyway, um huge organ um it's impressive it's impressive <laughs> gorgeous it is rock hard oh <laughs> well, i couldn't tell from just looking at it but i guess so it's <laughs> a line and i've crossed it um anyway um anyway i love religious architecture <laughs> <laughs> tons of religious architecture yeah there um actually the cathedral was built over um the alhama mosque which was like one of the greatest like mosques you know but unfortunately no longer existing because now it's a catholic cathedral because that's what that happens you know that happens that's what you know or it um, used to happen at least yeah people people do when they conquer places um but there is um a lot of remnants like i said of the muslim um and the uh, arabic and moorish architecture there's the al-kazaba which was like a fort castle um but sort the, of castle yeah. the thing about a lot of um the uh, muslim architecture is that 
it's all treated as like a religious experience. It's all decorated in a way, you know, for God and to, you know, display the connection and the harmony and um, all the decorative motifs. It, I mean, it's just freaking gorgeous. Um, it was maybe like, oof, between the Alcazaba and the cathedral were like my favorite like places in, in Malaga. Um, yeah, they, they were absolutely and beautiful. The Alcazaba is actually right there where the um, Roman theater yeah, they're was. Like, it's like next because to it. like Alex said earlier, it was a Roman um, City. establishment before um, anything of, of the for any modern times. Um, yeah, so there's like a Roman theater there right at the uh, foothill of the the it's not a mountain, but the large hill that Alcazaba is on. Um, that was like unearthed um, when they were like yeah and they have like when you go there you can see you can't walk into it but you can see like where they've excavated like some roman baths and like mm -hmm. we saw one like even just walking on the street they had this like glass uh, pyramid where you could peer into under the mm -hmm. street the modern street and see where the, i think it was a uh, the roman ruins it was right under yeah. it was right under where the theater was but it was the part where there, another there used to be baths there. yeah there was another one a little ways down like an like an olive oil like thing did we read that? I think you're thinking of um, in um, Split. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, I thought it was in... Oh no, you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, clearly, yeah. Well, maybe they did a lot of stuff there. Look that up on your own. Um, <laughs> but there was 
Um, the, uh, the Roman theater is actually free. There's like a little tour center where it's like a tiny museum and it gives you a little background yep. free to enter. And then you can actually walk around, um, the, the theater and the, um, you know, the amphitheater part of it, um, for free. And then the Alcazaba is again, like three, three euros 50. And there's a joint ticket where you can go to the Alcazaba and the Gibraltaro. Um, and it's like five euro. So, but they're not connected. So you either have to ugh, still walk, walk yourself up that hill or get a ride because there is like a like a drop mm-hmm. off for vehicles on the other side of the hill, which we didn't know about till we got up there. But so many affordable things to do, like under ten euros. Like I have a whole list that I made. Yeah, like a bunch. the cathedral was like six euro to enter. Um, there's a lot of kind of free things. There's the beach is there. And like you said, it's a, um, again, we keep ending up in these places that unbeknownst to us are huge, like cruise places <laughs> that we found out after we just booking, don't know until like, we get there. It didn't affect us too much. Like no. there were people there definitely like as like when June, like, a month switched over and like full on tour season was going on. There's a lot more people coming in, but it wasn't like excessive. It wasn't uncomfortable. Amount of it people. wasn't an annoying. Like it isn't Dubrovnik. Yeah. It's annoying in Dubrovnik to us. The amount of like cruise people that just flit in and flit out. We talked about There's it. There's enough space for us. On our them. Dubrovnik episode. But yeah, it's a bit different in Malaga because there's a little bit more space to disperse people. And there doesn't seem to be as many people from the cruise ships. I don't know. Um, but there's a small beach there as well. It's a different vibe than the Torremolinos beach. Like, you know, different beaches all kind of have a different vibe. There's one different city and because it's kind of a cruise destination more touristy there's a lot more younger tourists there and it was younger people it felt more of like a kind of like a party beach uh vibe kind of going on compared to like uh relax and get a suntan kind of beach Mm -hmm. going on kind of like yeah maybe i just got off the cruise ship for the day i'm gonna like let loose a little bit here before i go back to the cruise ship you know um and I didn't, yeah. and at least in the part that we saw, I didn't see any beach clubs. I didn't see them. Not, not there, but they could have been further down where, the coast, where, yeah. the coast where we didn't go, but or further up the coast technically. Um, yeah. We also had an experience where we actually drove again. Yeah. We rented a car. Um, <clears throat> there was, was actually easy. pretty, it was very easy. I was just going to say that from Torremolinos, uh, just one of the markets, like, around the corner from our Airbnb, that, like, had a menu. Like, we rent cars out of this little shop that has, mm-hmm. like, you know, snacks there. And we got a, a small vehicle, and we drove, I think how you say it is to Ronda? Ronda? Or Ronda? I don't know. Ronda, yeah. It's spelled, like, the name Ronda. Like, yeah. R-O-N-D-A. Yeah. Little town. It was, like, an hour drive. Old town... Um, more, another walking street there it had this beautiful bridge that separated the old town versus the new town. Over a ravine. Yeah, with a waterfall. There, it was like so dramatic. It was so like picturesque, like European Grand Tour type, you know, sublime. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> kind it was of. busy there that day because another thing we did on there was surprise. We found some ho- other holiday. It was like some kind of historical remembrance day for the city there. So they had like, you know, like 
school children dressed up doing like uh, historic dances and Is things it, like yeah. that. Historical festivals. Yeah, historical sorts, festivals. Yeah. But then a bunch of tourists, so it was very mm-hmm. crowded there that day. Yeah, and it, it was pretty. It was fine, um, but we didn't stay too too long because it was like yeah, super crowded. Um, there wasn't much to do after you walked around a little bit. But, yeah, it was more of a just um, like a hangout town. Like mm-hmm. look at the beautiful bridge and the wa- ravine waterfall, yeah. and maybe have so. a drink or a meal there if you wanted to. And we wanted to go somewhere because. I don't know, we just wanted to see somewhere else that wasn't the two places we had already been. And we wanted to drive through and kind of see what it was like to drive through up into the mountains a little bit. And the, the drive was pretty gorgeous. Yeah, and compared to our last driving experience, it was mm-hmm. just amazingly successful. And yes, uneventful and yeah. in the best they of They do ways. drive on the right side of the road there, not mm-hmm. the left side. So I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, we rented the car, so I was able to drive it. Pretty, like, we say uneventful, which means it was good. That's yeah. what that means to us. And then just one note of, you know, when you're renting a car in, in Europe, um, your, like, the standard is going to be for a manual transmission. Oh, that's right. So, like, the standard prices that you see on things are going to seem like, oh, that's really cheap. That's for a manual transmission. And for an automatic transmission, you end up paying a little bit more. I can drive a manual. Um, I cannot. Alex cannot. I did not want to drive. And then, like, so once we got to the rental place and got the car and saw it was a manual, I was just like, oh, boy, I guess I'm driving. I didn't want to. But luckily, they had an automatic available, so we could just quickly switch. But it did, like, double the price. It was it went from being, you know, like 30 to 75 Something like Something that, like yeah. that you know. But... Um, yeah, just just so you know, like make sure if that is an issue for you that sometimes you have to specify mm-hmm. automatic. Um, but yeah, overall, the area of Andalusia we were in, it just felt really right. It felt good to us. It felt like us. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was so welcoming and easy. Like you even got your hair done there. Yeah, I very easily got my hair. It was just like, everything was just falling into line, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, literally across the street from our Airbnb. Like, across from like our window. <laughs> yeah, like like Alex looked out the window and saw me getting my hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, but my hair was looking kind of ratty. Walked by the first day we were there and I saw they had vivid hair colors in the window and um, yeah, so yeah, my hair is mostly purple, a little bit blue. Um, yeah, so I saw they had vivid hair colors in the window, and I was just like, oh, you know what? It's time to get my hair bleached. I like to get it bleached professionally, even though I usually do the color myself. Um, but the bleaching part, um, I don't like to mess around with damaging my hair. So, yeah, I got it done like so easily, just popped across the street. It was like a third of the price of what it usually is in the U.S. Um, it was just, everything was just kind of easy for three weeks. Um, you know, availability and accessibility of resources, even to non-citizens at a fair price. Like if you have to go to the doctor, if you have to go to the dentist, if you have to go to the pharmacy, things are available. Now, if you're a citizen, you probably don't have to pay for most of these things. But if you're not, you can still do them and you can still get a reasonable price 
on you know things and this is a lot of places in, in, in Europe, Europe yeah. you know, and other places as well, not just Europe, like in Mexico, it's the same thing. Like you, if you need Canada, to go to yeah. the doctor, you just go to the doctor and you pay a fair price to go to the doctor or the dentist or whatever. Um, it's just nice to have these things available and accessible when you need them. And it, I don't know, it's, just the combination of everything, the location, mm -hmm. the weather, the ocean, the... I mean, the sun didn't go down until like 10 p.m. when we were there. About. It, it was so nice. Oh, I don't know. We're, it just... And like oh. it stayed warm at night too. Not like hot, but like just warm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, if you can't tell, we were quite smitten with our I'm time. I'm just going to use that word. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. It's so cute. We were, we were quite, yeah. We were quite taken with the with yeah. the trip and the location. We kind of fell in love with that area of Spain and can't wait to explore more of Spain. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of it, even more bittersweet <laughs> due to the fact that, like I said, currently we're in Kuala Lumpur and we don't really like it here. Um, yeah, we're not trying to... Put down Kuala Lumpur if you like it, you live here, whatever, you mm -hmm. have good positive feelings about it, that's great. I know plenty of people who like it, which is why I thought we'd like, we'd like it. <laughs> we, we liked it on paper, that's yeah, how we yeah. chose it. Yeah. Um, um, it just it isn't really working for us. It's just, personally, it's been hard to navigate. Um, it's hard to get around for us. We haven't had the best of luck trying to get cab rides. And, and the ones that you do get try to rip you off yeah. sometimes sometimes um not all of them yeah um it's hard it's not very walkable like i said we love walking it's, we love to explore and walk is, you know like they like i think you said like they call what <clears throat> new york the concrete jungle they haven't been to kuala lumpur this is yeah. the real jungle it's like literally a city in the middle of a jungle so it's like it's gorgeous and it's humid but it's yeah, and we're yeah we're in June. It's hot. It's, it's humid. June. It, there's thunderstorms daily right yeah. now. You know, I'm not sure it happens you know year round, but like it'll be a beautiful sunny day. Looking at you, get out there, you're drenched in sweat. Ten minutes later, literally windows are shaking with lightning and thunder going outside, and it's pouring rain. And then an hour after that, it's gone. And, I mean, not to take a massive dump on no, Kuala Lumpur at all. It's just, it's not really something that we've, it hasn't made us very comfortable just based on what we like, what we like about traveling. We feel like we can't really do a lot of those things here. It becomes a little bit, everything has just become a little bit more difficult it's a we, difficult city to walk in, and you may have listened to this podcast and heard how much we enjoy walking around. Yeah. Um, you know, the the reason why we chose to come here is because we wanted to spend the summer in Southeast Asia, and honestly, this was the most affordable flight Yeah. to get us to the region. And then once you get to the region, flights into other places a are pretty cheaper. Yeah. inexpensive. Yeah. Um, but... This also isn't like the first time that we've kind of found ourselves in a situation that we've done based solely on affordability and convenience and then not really ended up liking it. It's a lesson we somehow keep learning and a mistake we keep making. 
Yeah, um, I think it's hard because the more and more we travel, the more and more adaptable we become, the more we find we try to find you know the good and the interesting and the you know <clears throat> we get excited about things we were excited about coming here so we always think we can make it work but it's not the first time this has happened and we still haven't quite learned this lesson yet because yeah. we're so optimistic but then when we get to a point where we're not optimistic anymore then you know there's kind of a problem and it also, and once you stop being optimistic about it, it just, every problem seems bigger. Every positive doesn't seem as positive. Mm -hmm. So it just, it just kind of mutes all the excitement mm -hmm. for you. And you just, you stop looking forward to things as much. And it's hard. Like, yeah, I haven't really shared anything on Instagram. I just haven't been motivated to. Um, and it's not like, I'm not embarrassed to say we made a mistake or it's not the right place. It's just not as fun to share. Like, why am I, you know, I don't want to be a bummer. I don't want to be a downer. I don't want to take a big dump on KL. Um, I don't want to color somebody else's opinion on it too much just because we don't like it. I don't know. There's ugh, so many things. But, um, you know, it just feels like the dumps sometimes. And we, we gave up everything in our lives to change our lives to be happy i don't want to feel like i'm in the dumps again exactly i keep saying dumps a lot don't be such a dumpster <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah like we we gave up an awful lot to change our lives so that we could be happy and then when we keep ending up periodically back in these places where we're just trying to solve a problem like okay we can't stay in europe so we have to go outside of europe mm -hmm. we want to go to southeast asia but we don't want to spend the money on the flight we got to find the cheapest flight and spend a month somewhere we don't even really want to be to go spend the next two months somewhere where we think we want to be but now we're not sure because we didn't really like it here blah 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 blah, blah. and we're spiral yeah that's what we call the good old spiral so big news <laughs> We're going somewhere else. <laughs> um, yeah, we are cutting our kale trip short. Um, we're actually going, you ready for this one? We're going back to the States. <laughs> the exotic location of Los Angeles, California. Which is ultimately kind of where we started. Now, <laughs> which is kind of funny because once people find out like, Everywhere we go, once people have find out that we're from Southern California, they're always like, why do you come here? Why did you leave? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, so to a lot of people, it is an exotic location. So it's it can be. all it's relative. It's an international destination. Yeah. It, all of that. I grew up there. Um, but yeah, we're going to go there. Um, and it's actually intending to not be a forever, you know, move. It's a means to an end. Is that That's how you right. say it? I always mess that one up. Yeah. That's um, right. That's okay. Do um, you want to say it or should I? Well, the reason that we're going back is a little bit twofold, but one fold is a lot bigger than the other fold. The first fold is we, we know we want to be in Europe. Yes. And like we said, we can't currently be there because of our 90-day visa is maxed out for the time being. So what we want to do is we want to apply for a long-term stay visa in Spain. In order to do that, you have to apply at the Spanish consulate 
in your home country. That so part sucks. For us, that's the U.S., meaning that we do have to go back to the U.S. in order to even apply for this visa um, <clears throat> for a long-term stay in Spain. Um, yeah, like you can't do it online. They need like to see you and meet in you person. and see your passport, all that. Documents in person, face, fingerprints, you know, an interview and, and this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, a few hoops, a little bit of red tape. We're going to hop through them and we're going to yeah. do it. It could be as long as three months. Like, we don't exactly know how long this process is going to take. But the thing is, we're tired of pussyfooting around because we find ourselves like keep doing that like okay well we can't do what we really want to do so we'll pussyfoot around until we can do what we want to do again yeah like we were intending to like not like pussyfoot around uh, (laughs) in southeast asia but we intended to go to multiple places in southeast asia for our 90 days you know off of europe and since we basically have decided we know where we want to be now any other step that doesn't get us forward in that direction is pussyfooting around. Mm-hmm. So let's just get going on the right track. Yeah. Not to say we don't ever want to come back to Southeast Asia because we do. Oh, and we will. We won't stop traveling. We just, we want a home base. Like the second fold, I miss my sewing machine, okay? I I want my sewing machine back. I can't travel with it. I want a home base where I can have my sewing machine again. I can create, I can get back to my love of textiles and making things. Um, and your sewing machine is back in LA. Yeah. Um, so that's another big reason. Um, Alex's family is yeah. in LA. So we'll get a family visit. My family is in Texas. We'll see what we can do about that. Um, Which we haven't seen any of them in a year. Yeah. No, so, or well, a little less for eight, my family. Yeah, like but eight months, eight <clears> months, something like that. Yeah, so, you know, um, do we do we love, do we relish the fact that we're going back to where it all started right now? Not exactly, but we are making the best of it. We're excited to see family and friends. I get to see, you know, our, our friend, we get to see that what lives in San Francisco is going to come down. Um, you know, so... Oh, we're surprised him in a moment, so shh. But by the time yeah, this comes out, we'll have already seen already her. Know. But yeah, so we're going to surprise Alex's mom. Yeah. She doesn't know we're coming. His uncles know we're coming. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're teaming up to make a big surprise for her. Yeah, so there's things that are exciting about it, and we're going to make the best of our time. I'm, I'm going to get back in touch with my creative um, side where I can start designing fashion again. Um, and that, so we can just kind of stop being aimless not that we were completely aimless it's not like we're not enjoying ourselves if time and money and any of that was no object we would just keep pussyfooting around the world okay like but that's not truly an option for us because not at this point money and time is kind of a thing that we do have to consider and if after a year we're still having like you know these pussyfooting feelings you know, you know those feelings. <laughs> you know the ones. Oof, uh, uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm sure you understand. Um, so yeah, we're gonna instead of being you know aimless, so to speak, we're gonna be more aimful. Yeah. So we're going to do the paperwork. We're gonna do the hard work 
to hopefully get approved for this visa so that we can go stay in Spain for at least a year and then take it from there. Um, You know, we've... And, you know, with that, it'll actually allow us not only, you know, be in Spain for a year, but if we wanted to, we could also, for up to half the year, travel around the rest of the EU, Mm -hmm. no problem. So it would... Yeah. Span, we'd already be in Europe, but then if we wanted any other part of, besides Spain, we have mm-hmm. another six months out of just the 90 days. And not just the EU. I mean, like, um, Africa is right there. That's I have, right. Like, I, there's so many places in Africa I want to go. Um, obviously, like I said, we do want to come back to Southeast Asia sometime. We want to go to Japan. Like, there's just so many other places that we do Whole want to world. go, but we need to kind of have a little... Um, stability at the same time because the thing that we're noticing is yes there's lots of places that we want to go but when you go somewhere for a month you're not just vacationing there you're living there and there's a there's a difference between you know going to visit somewhere and living somewhere and when you find that a lot of these places you're just not really wanting to live there the whole time it starts to feel kind of like a waste of time and resources and enthusiasm because it dwindles and then you know so I want to keep the enthusiasm level up <sighs> but I'm also terrified <laughs> so it's been and a, no more pussyfooting around, no pussyfooting around. <laughs> it's been a lot of emotions nervous anxious terrified because it is in a in a way we feel like we're starting over again again and we're like but we already started over we already did all this that that's life like it keeps moving it keeps going you're always changing you're always starting over change is the only thing that's constant yeah and you know what it also keeps exciting yeah so yeah anyway that's the news and We'll talk about the process. We'll, you oh, know. yeah, we'll walk you guys through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to love that. Not pussyfoot. We're going <laughs> to walk you through it. I'm not going to enough of this one. You didn't say it. You said it plenty. I got a few more times. All right. <laughs> well, why don't you close us out? All right. So we hope you've enjoyed pussyfooting around the show. <laughs> <laughs> and if you did, please like and subscribe to keep up with us and our whole journey. You can listen to us on the podcatcher of your choice, and if you wanted to, you can also watch us on YouTube and see this whole video process. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Emily and Alex. Uh, to help us keep us going, we get support from our patrons on Patreon, people like Carly, Abby, Kathy, and marie Monica, Caitlin, Austin, Catherine, Amanda, and Megan. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you all so much. You really make a big difference in our lives. Yes, and thank you for watching. And if you want your name to appear, you can go ahead and pledge on Patreon because all of our Patreons get thanked by name at the end of each episode. So you can find our Patreon link in the episode description for this episode. <laughs> oh boy! Until next time, this is Emily. This is Alex. And thanks for sticking with us because this is going somewhere. <laughs>